Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yes. but I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, sir. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me tell all the time, all news, all COVID-19, all the time. And that is all we seem to be talking about anymore is COVID-19. Oh, so scary, it seems. You could kill us all. You're the flu extreme. Okay, yeah, that was that was not necessary. Coronavirus, you left Costco a mess. Although pooping ain't even your thing. Have you had enough? This is what happens when you're on quarantine and you're locked down. And well, I'm really not, and I was just weird anyway. Put on surgical masks today. Don't touch your nose or mouth and stay indoors. Don't go out to play, but buy the TP. All the TP. Buy it all. There you go. You'll never get it out of your head now, and uh, you're very welcome. And there you go. But it is COVID 19. That is, that, that's all we have to talk about, really. Uh, apparently, there still is a presidential election coming up, but um, nobody seems to care anymore. Um, basically, Bernie Sanders might as well win because we're essentially descending into socialism at this point. And um, empty shelves, no bread, no toilet paper. Um, see, I never knew that socialism was supposed to take away all our toilet paper. I knew we were going to have bread lines, but I didn't realize we were going to have to have like fist fights for toilet paper. So here's the thing. I mean, if you've been watching the, the podcast for the last couple of days, let me scoot over here. I feel like I'm just way too far away. There we go. Um, a little more in the center of the screen. Not that anybody cared. So. If you've been watching the podcast for the last couple of weeks, you know I made fun of all the people who were going out and buying up all the toilet paper and kept talking about, how, oh, we had plenty. Um, so again, I, I have five ladies that live in the house, um, four of which are potty trained. <laughs> My three-year-old daughter uh, uses way more toilet paper than any human being needs, but she hasn't been taught yet. So she, we're working on it. Uh, so I was... We always have plenty of toilet paper, but then next thing you know, we were down to like three rolls and nowhere to buy any. And I suddenly uh, felt bad for making fun of all those people who stocked up because we didn't. Um, but there you go. And it doesn't even have anything to do with like needing toilet paper. The doesn't look like in many of the places I've been to, it doesn't look like the vitamin C aisle's been touched. But all the toilet paper is gone. Now, I'm glad everybody bought out all the hand sanitizer. That's a good idea. Um, but, so, yeah, presidential election, it's still, it's Bernie and Biden. Uh, we'll see. Uh, there actually was some primaries, and people actually went out and voted. 
I think Bernie overwhelmingly won. I honestly didn't even look. Um, haven't paid a whole lot of attention. I've had other things going on. Uh, so as you notice, I was a day late. I did some traveling over the weekend. That that was fun. Um, so I flew to Colorado Friday night to perform a funeral for my wife's cousin, um, uh, which was an interesting thing in, in and of itself because the funeral home was only letting so many people in. Everybody had to be spread out six feet apart. Of course, that was the intention. Um, everybody sat in the first couple of rows altogether, pretty much. There were some people sat on this side, a few people sat way in the back. Um, but for the most part, there was no social distancing. It was a funeral. People wanted to be able to hug each other. Um, and yeah, great. We did. And it, it was, it was fine. We, we live streamed it. First time I've ever, uh, live streamed. I've video, I've recorded one sermon in the past. Um, didn't never played it anywhere. Um, I have it on a DVD somewhere. And I wanted to record it, I think for the person that it was recorded for, but, or the, the wife of, of the guy I did the funeral for, but never gave it to her. So, um, now I'm just getting off track. So we live streamed the funeral, but before I even landed in Colorado Springs, I got an email. So I fly out Friday night, fly from Salt Lake city to Denver, Denver to Colorado Springs. Before I get to Colorado Springs, I get an email that my flight from Springs back to Denver on Sunday has been canceled. So I'm like, great, this is fantastic. So I get to the rental car counter and I say, hey, look, let's change my rental car. I'm Instead of bringing it back here to Colorado Springs, I'm just going to drive it to Denver and fly out of Denver. Next day, I get an email that they've rescheduled my flight from Colorado Springs to Denver and pushed my flight back in Denver a little bit. So I wasn't going to have to drive all the way to Denver, but I was going to get home a little later. Uh, by the way, Sunday was my birthday. I did not want to spend the whole day um, traveling. So, and then within a few hours, I get another email that that flight from Colorado Springs had been canceled. So good news, long story short, uh, too late. Um, I drove to Denver, got there really early, was able to get on the original flight, got home, um, earlier than I would have and got to spend at least, you know, six hours of my birthday with my wife, daughter, mother-in-law and sister-in-law and, people in my home so it was not too bad but this is happening all over we had a flight we had a plan to go to Arizona by the way Dusty I won't be able to come on to reform dads that weekend unless something changes uh, because our flights got canceled and uh, this is happening all over the place airlines are, are canceling flights uh, and I, I, I get I don't know if it's just that nobody's traveling we still were, <laughs> right? I mean, again, and, and really a little bit of the attitude has changed, but not really. I'm still, I'm still under the attitude that we are making, the media, everybody is making far more out of this than needs to be made. And here again, this is where the comments come. You're so callous. You don't care. You hate old people, Norm. Um, People, yes, this is no matter how much social distancing, no matter how much quarantining we do is quarantining a word it is now, um, however much we do of that, this is still going to run its course. 
people are still going to die. Once we come out of our homes and start going back to our regular everyday lives, the virus is going to begin to spread again. It's not just going to die. Maybe it slows down through the, the warmer months, through the spring, summer, and then starts up again in the fall when the temperatures cool down. Until we get an actual vaccine and can mass produce it enough to take care of everything, which is like four years down the road, the, the greatest uh, estimates are, this is going to run its course. So, and here's the thing, you know, social distancing, wash your hands. This, this is what is necessary. You know, the six feet apart. Okay. Be well, save lives. And here, here's where we come down to the, the choice that we're, we're faced with, the government is faced with, Americans are faced with, do we fall on the side of, of saving lives, which yes, we want to, we want to save lives. We don't want to see people die, even though they're going to die anyway. Um, or the other option is we tank the economy. We shut everything down. I mean, for 15 days, I have, I have friends, not, not stories, not anecdotal. I have personal people that I know that I love, that are going to lose their business over this. They're going to lose their livelihood. They're going to lose their health insurance. They're going to lose all kinds of things. So here again, we're, we, we find ourselves in this weird balance. What, how do we work this out? Do we quarantine for, for two weeks and, and stave off the fact that, that we're going to save a few lives for maybe a few months? And, it, and again, it, it sounds so harsh, but people are going to die from this. I mean, Utah just had its first death. Um, we had all the deaths in the, the, the funeral home up there in Washington that, uh, that, you know, 30 out of the 50 initial deaths were from one assisted living or, or uh, not, did I say funeral home? I, I did. Um, I got it on the brain. Um, nursing home old retirement what what's the pc term for it nowadays i don't know i'm, I'm a, i know i'm offending somebody i'm too late i offended all kinds of people already um so we're we're faced with this choice do we do we save a few lives or do we tank the economy and ruin a bunch of lives you know we're already seeing in in italy where they're you know, socialized medicine, single payer medicine, where there's they're determining who gets to live and who gets to die, who gets the respirators, the younger people, not the older people, because the younger people that these I mean, have you ever gone through those those thought experiments? And, and when we did uh, foster care in Colorado, we had to go through these things. And one of the things was you uh, they give you a list of people on a boat or whatever, and it's going to sink and you can only save like six of them. It's a no-win scenario. We are in a no-win scenario. We are either going to tank the economy and ruin a whole bunch of lives. We're going to end up with, I mean, Ben Shapiro gives an estimate of like 30% unemployment. Or we go out and go about, do our regular thing, and a lot of people die. Well, a lot of people die during H1N1. A lot of people die during SARS, MERS. Um, avian flu, 
you name it, a lot of people died. There's no way around the fact that people are going to die from this. But for whatever reason, we're, we're suddenly thinking, well, if we just, everybody stays home, everybody, well, you've got all kinds of people. I am in a profession that is considered essential. I don't get to stay home, whether I wanted to or not. The only way I get to stay home is if I get the coronavirus. If I start showing symptoms, go get tested, then I can stay home in quarantine and they're going to send somebody up from Arizona to take my place and to do my job because we have to continue to work and we are considered an essential uh, profession, pest control. Bugs don't care about the coronavirus, um, neither do rats and, and things like that. So I find myself frustrated. Um looking at this and going, well, what is, what's the happy medium? Where is the happy medium? Which should have been from the beginning, the happy medium. And this is my opinion. And, you know, send your hate mail to evangelicalnorm at gmail.com. I'll take it and delete it just like I do everything else. Not that I get a whole lot of hate mail. There's like seven of you that are going to listen to this today. Um, and, and I appreciate the seven of you who are listening to this today. Believe me, I appreciate you guys. Um, share it with your friends. It, it, it's going to be it's controversial. It's, they're going to love it. Uh, they may hate you if you like me, unless you tell them that you hate me, and then maybe they'll like you. But so here is is what should have happened in my mind. Now, mind you, I'm I have some experience in the medical field. I've worked as a medic in the army, um, worked in hospitals for ten years. So. By no means am I an expert, but I'm not a uh, know nothing about any of this either. Um, if initially we had just said, those of you who are immunocompromised, older people, uh, respiratory issues, stay home. We'll help you out. We'll, we'll make sure you're taken care of. You know, even if we had to, you know, get some sick leave or what, whatever we had to do for them, you guys stay home. Then let everybody else go out. This is what apparently what South Korea or somebody did. We have to get 60% of the population to contract this virus to develop a herd immunity. Well, it's not happening. It's going to have to happen. At some point in time, I mean, they can shut down for for four months. It's still going to happen. That's what boggles me is this is not going to stop this virus. This is it's not. It is still going to happen. We're going to have to get people can contract the virus. I mean, again, what they're saying was we have to flatten the curve. I love the and I think I mentioned this last week, but the, the best analogy I've heard from this is the way they, they were predicting the deaths and so on was that uh, it would be like getting your entire year's worth of snowfall wherever you live in one day. And that's why they're trying to flatten it out. The, in reality, I mean, you see all the people on social media and talk about it's talking about saving lives. That is not even what this is about. Flattening the curve is not about saving lives. Now, don't come at me. I'm just telling you the facts. Let me... Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. This is not about saving lives. It's about 
prolonging to where it doesn't overwhelm the medical community, to where it doesn't overwhelm our capacity for ventilators and, and beds and so on. Um, ultimately, what, it, what, it, what I think it, it, it's coming down to is we don't want our medical system to look bad. So we're going to lock everybody in place. We're going to tank the economy so that it, the, instead of having a whole bunch of deaths, maybe, and I mean the, the greatest estimate is like 2 million American deaths, which is horrible. Don't, don't hear me saying I don't care about people dying because I do. But people die every day. 150 people die. 150,000 people die every day. Right? Of different things. But what they're doing is trying to prolong it. So these deaths happen over a longer period of time and not in just a few short weeks. They don't want to overwhelm the medical community. They don't want to make our medical system look bad. Every one of you who is immunocompromised or has respiratory issues and so on. And, and I have I, my, my mother-in-law upstairs is, is at great risk for this. My cousin is at great risk for this. The thing is, is sooner or later, they're going to have to let us out of our homes. Sooner or later, they're going to have to open up the restaurants again. Sooner or later, they're going to have to. I mean, well, they don't have to put sports back in, but the NBA and the the NCAA and NASCAR and football, NFL, everything's going to come back and the virus is going to spread again. And you're just as much in danger then as you are right now. It's just prolonging it. And so what's going to happen is, Everybody else is going to go out and go back to doing their regular thing. And you're still going to have to avoid people for a time period until we develop the herd community, the herd immunities, until we develop a, a, an appropriate treatment, until we develop a, a vaccine. The, the risk is still going to be there whether we stay locked down or not. This is all going to happen. It's going to play out whether it's in a short period of time or in a long period of time. We either see a whole lot of people die in a few weeks or we see a whole lot of people die over a few months or to even a year. It's still going to happen. The statistics are not going to go away and this virus is not just going to die. It's not just going to go, oh, well, they figured me out. They're staying at home. No. So... Again, I, I have no ability to make any changes to this. I have no ability except for to, to speak it. And hopefully somebody hears it that says, I don't know. Well, who knows? I'm just giving you where I'm coming from. And it's frustrating to me. I mean, I want my friends to, to continue to have their beauty salon or their coffee shop or whatever it is that they own, restaurant, so on. I want them to have their livelihood. I want them to be able to feed their family and feed me. Um, you know, I want to be able to go back out to my favorite. Yeah, call me selfish. I want to go back out to my favorite bar and play poker. Yes, I do. I miss it. It's only been a week. So why should I miss it? I do. It's a social event that is fun. and But after this... The bar may not even open back up. Forget poker. They may not ever do business again. Depending on how long they try to keep us shut down, 
that it may never get, there's going to be a lot of places that don't survive this. A lot of people who are going to lose their jobs. Now, of course, the, the market's going to bounce back. There's going to be a hiring boom. There's going to be all kinds of things that happen once we are let out. But also, the virus is going to start to spread again. So, again, I don't, am I here with a solution? No. I mean, I'm, I'm not smart enough for that. I don't have a solution, but I have something. <laughs> and again, we this is the time where Christians need to get out and start sharing the gospel. Because if there's anything that can bring comfort to, uh, well, one, somebody who is infected with coronavirus, who's got COVID-19, um, who may be sick or in danger of dying, we need to get them the gospel. We, they need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died to pay the penalty for their sin. Because here's one thing, and here's where it gets real. Here's where the rubber hits the road for me. And I hope for those of you who are listening, a lot of those people who are going to die because of this, whether it's in a short period of time or over a long period of time, a lot of those people who are going to die are going to go to hell. If they don't hear the gospel and respond in kind through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. So Christians, we need to be out there. We need to be out there sharing the gospel with people. If that means social disobedience and, and, and foregoing a shelter in place order so you can go out and hand out some tracks, use some hand sanitizer, hand out san, hand sanitizer with some tracks. Go out and, and share the word of God. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to do that. That's going to bring, you know, for those who may be dying, they need to hear it. For those who are losing loved ones, it's the only thing that can bring comfort. For those who are losing their businesses, it's what's going to bring comfort is the gospel. To know that somebody, I, I can't remember, Wade Orsini, I think Wade posted earlier today, um, Something that if I lose my job, I still have Jesus. If I lose my home, I still have Jesus. If I lose my, my health, I still have Jesus. If I die, I still have Jesus. I mean, I fear today as I was, as I was out doing my services and hit the couple of businesses that I have to take care of uh, for pest control. And I hit a couple of those that were closed down. Um, you know, still able to do some takeout and stuff like that. You know, Five Guys is probably not going to go anywhere. Slapfish is not going to go anywhere. What was the other one I did? Um, Chick-fil-A. By no means are we going to lose all our Chick-fil-A's. Um, but there may be some. There, there literally may be um, franchisees, owners of Chick-fil-A's who don't survive this, who don't make it through the shutdown and have to shut down their stores. It could happen. We're still going to have a lot of them, but still. Um, I was thinking about people who are in those situations, who own, you know, not a, a big, you know, franchise, big name restaurant, but just own their, their little bitty mom and pop place, Pepito's down on 25th Street, Kraft Burger, um, Warren's, Dillon's. I mean, there's a bunch of them around here where I live, but they're, they're, it's a small thing and and what happens if they don't survive what happens if they don't make it through this shutdown i mean it's happened in the past i i my concern was suicide 
how many people are going to lose everything during this time of shutdown and just turn around and, and, and put an end to it? It's a real possibility. So now we're in the place, and now, oh, well, Norm, now you're comparing suicide to, to death. You hate everybody. No, I love everybody. I would love to see this done differently to where people don't have to lose their livelihoods, where there's not the risk of somebody killing themselves because he can no longer provide for his family and he feels like a failure. I mean, if you want real talk, this is real talk. But for that guy, he needs the gospel because he needs to understand that that's not the end. But for a lot of people without Christ, without anything to give them hope, that's the end. And they're thinking the easier way out. I mean, I've, I've stared at, 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 at stacks of bills. You know, I've always had some hope, so I've never looked at that. But I know that that's one of the one cause of, of suicide among people who, who take their own lives is, is financial ruin, financial devastation. This could cause that. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, preach the gospel. I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got. You know, do we, so, I mean, it, other, than, other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is always a win, Sharing the gospel of Jesus, Mark Cahill said it best, you, three, three possibilities if you share the gospel of Jesus. Either person's going to respond in kind, repent, put their faith in trust and be saved, or they're going to reject it, and God is going to receive glory from the punishment for those sins and being a perfect judge, or the seed is going to be planted and have the possibility of somebody coming else coming along and watering and allowing God to give the increase. Right? So no matter what, it's winning, winning, winning. In the midst of a no-win situation, we either kill the economy or we let a bunch of people die really fast. That's kind of the, the, the spot that we're in, Right? And in that situation, the only place where we can find true hope is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the only place. So, there you have it. Um, either I really hate old people or I really am just selfish and I want uh, a beer and a full house. Um, or I just want to get out there and preach the gospel at all times and use words because they are necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.